welcome to the Soar Community Network podcast with your host, Malie Ponpadit. Here, inside our community, we help each other see, own, articulate and release our unique message and mission into the world. Uncover your gifts and talents, release your passions, own your purpose and let's soar together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the SOAR Community Network podcast. I am your host, Mali Panpadith, and today I'm with Trevor Crane. Trevor is a 10-time number one bestselling author, advisor, speaker, trainer, and the founder of Bestseller Big Business and Super Kids Book Publishing. This entrepreneur is dedicated to helping you take your life and your business to the next level. He has a special passion for helping service-based businesses, consultants, coaches, authors, and speakers. He also has his own podcast and TV show called Greatness Quest. Welcome to the SOAR Community Network podcast, Trevor. I am excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, this is just a taste of your personality. So, we're you're going to you're in for a big treat everybody. I'd love to start Trevor by asking you how your worldview as a child has impacted the way you see the world today. Hmm, great question. Thank you. Okay, worldview as a child. So, uh, so first of all, I'll just say this again, it's an honor to be here and um I love helping I think your audience, you had said that mostly we've got business owners here or people are trying to transition. And so uh, when you ask the question of, you know, how I grew up, I mean, I grew up in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. My, my father was a horseshoer. And uh, I don't know if you if your audience knows this, but that's not the most lucrative uh, job in the world. <laughs> um, you, you know, basically, and, and in Arizona, I don't know if everybody knows this, but it's hot like Africa hot. <laughs> so uh, my my dad, w- basically, a horseshoer means you crouch down in a really weird position, like you're sitting on a porta potty, but there is no porta potty, and then you hold a horse's foot between your knees, and a horse weighs about two thousand pounds, and half the time it kicks you, moves you. Every tool you have is sharp. Everything's hot, like like I said, extremely. And I grew up. This is my dad's profession, and he loved horses. And I, I grew up actually thinking horses were nice, but I always had to take care of them, you know. And 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 uh, I, I found it to be a big pain, and think I don't want to do this when I grow up. But guess what? I ended up learning to be a horseshoer. <laughs> <laughs> my dad said, "I want to teach. If you're going to be successful in life, you've got to run your own business." So since I was little. I had this kind of ingrained that there were some freedoms with running your own business. And I remember one of my earliest memories, this is actually interesting, is that my dad went out of town for a while and sat me down and said, Trevor, you need to take care of the family. And I took, and I was probably four years old at the time and, uh, or five or something like that. And I thought, well, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start a business then. And I figured, well, what do I need to do to take care of the family? And I knew I liked rocks. So I figured that other people might like rocks. So I took rocks from my yard and sold them to the neighbors, (laughs) their, their house. And I took it upon myself, you know, and I, I think I made something that day that very that a lot of business owners struggle to do after a long for, for a long long time, which is I made a profit. I'm assuming I made a sale. I actually don't recall collecting the money, but I'm sure I was so cute. Who could not? Who could resist <laughs> my rocks? I actually wrote it in one of my books before that I I, I, I thought I did it tongue in cheek that I said I actually invented the the pet rock. I just didn't put googly eyes on it. And then um, every time you. You, you stick your neck out there and you do something you think is amazing, then somebody is going to go ahead and tell you you stink. So I had somebody give me a negative review in my book saying, this guy actually said he invented the pet rock. Don't trust anything he has to say. And I was like, come on. I was joking. <laughs> it just – I did – I did anyway, they didn't get it. So, uh, But I did not invent the pet rock, but I, I grew up uh, when I got a little bit older and I didn't think that life was about um, – that life was all about – 
I don't know what my da- my my parents had hung the moon. You know, when we're little, we think our parents know everything, and if they say it, it's like, why doesn't the president just uh, talk to my mom? She seems to understand what's going on. You know, she was yet a more valuable opinion I thought than than anybody else. But um, I found out that we were poor. There was a lot of challenges with money when I grew up. Um, and then my parents ended up getting divorced a number of times and remarried. There's like five different times. And I grew up thinking, this stinks. <laughs> you know, I didn't like it. I, I, money was a constant fight. And I, was, I also learned that several generations ago, a great, great, great grandfather of mine had made a bunch of money and then then it had all poof gone away and I thought maybe it's up to me to earn back the family fortune because I'll tell you this not having money gig stinks <laughs> you know everybody fights and it's sad and so um, I think at an early age I had great parents who said you can do anything and then they instilled this belief that freedom was through some type of entrepreneurship or business ownership, and then inspired by a great, great, great grandfather who had made a bunch of money and then the subsequent generations had pissed it away. And I thought, maybe maybe my calling is to try to win that back. So I always had that as a driving force. And then since I grew up poor, and it didn't change overnight, by the way, mm-hmm. we struggled. Like I was always the poor kid. I was embarrassed that my mom made my clothes you know, and uh, today I'm more embarrassed that I was such a little ungrateful jerk that I didn't uh, appreciate that my parents did whatever they could to take care of us at the time. So, anyway, lot, lot, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's kind of what I the first thing that comes to mind. No, that's that's great. Now, <clears throat> let me ask you. Then, when you were a child, you were seeing the world in this way, and now that you have your own business and you're traveling and you're helping basically entrepreneurs and business owners um, on a global scale, you know what transpired in those years of getting to here. I know that we hear a lot of stories about entrepreneurs having their ups and downs. Uh, what were some of your ups and downs? <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So, uh, well, let me share this. The, um, during your very nice introduction that, uh, we had, I've had people help me write to make Trevor sound good. So they, <laughs> they, they helped me write that so that they're like, wow, he's done this and he's done that. But I'm still that, that kind of dumb, not the smartest guy, not the smartest, um, what do they call it? Not the brightest crayon in the box, uh, type of a guy. And I have this still an identity of being the poor son of a horseshoer. And my step, one of my stepdads was a roofer. And, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily see all, I have created some successes and I've also had some pretty significant failures. I would say that probably more in my brand, I talk about my failures than I do my successes. And at one stage, I mean, I burned, okay. I burned a biz- businesses to the ground three times mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not literally a fire, but, um, I'll give you an example. Uh, I, I well, I filed a $2.2 million bankruptcy. A lot of people, uh, don't know that or think that's a, a maybe you think that's a lot of money or a little money. It, it was it was devastating to me. I lost everything. Uh, the woman I was in love with, I had a two year old daughter with. We, we had never gotten married, but I had this beautiful love child, and I was in love with her. But when I lost all my money, uh, she left me, and I I had lost my house, and uh, I had another house, and lost those and the cars. And that was one of the hardest times in my life because everything I had built was gone. I was homeless. I bet I, my wife, I have a beautiful, wonderful wife right now. And she reminded me yesterday, we had a three day event called advanced sales mastery. And she reminded me yesterday when I told the story, she said, no, honey, you told me when we first met, I told my wife that all my challenges, I said that I had just gone through a recent breakup and that I had, uh, lost everything and I, and yada, yada. And I didn't call myself homeless. I called myself home free. (laughs) (laughs) I had a positive spin on it. Uh, one of the first books I wanted to write, but didn't for a while. I have written it now and it's called what's the gift. It's a core question that I've asked myself 
through some of the hardest times in business and in personal life that like as much as I cried a lot during the time that I filed my bankruptcy and I felt like the most worthless person on the planet that no one would ever want to trust again because to me it was the antithesis. I mean I keep my word. I'm a man of integrity and I do what I say I'm going to do and I follow through. I don't file bankruptcies. Losers do that. <laughs> it was, it, And I had to come, come to terms with that. Um, and I forget even what my point is because I'm so caught up in my story. Uh, what happened? I got I got associated to it. I I'm sorry. So you, so. <laughs> no, we were just to, actually it's perfect because we were just talking about how the picture is not always pretty when you're an entrepreneur mm. when you're running your own business. So talking about the challenges is very important, especially for those that are thinking about transitioning. Like it's not just rosy on this side. You know, the grass <clears throat> excuse me is not always greener. Uh, it's just different, and it takes it's, it takes a totally different mindset, you know, and a specific type of character to keep pushing forward in some of the most difficult times of our lives in running a business and otherwise. You know what? And since you gave me that nice breath to think, I remember what I wanted to end with, which is the book that I ended up writing is based on a question called "What's the Gift?" And I was the happiest bankrupt, lost everything guy you ever would have met. And I'm not saying that I wasn't still depressed at times and sad and things like that, but the core of that mindset and, you know, since we're talking about what are the things I've learned that help transition myself or the clients that I've been able to help, it starts with a positive mindset. And I know that sounds cliche, but it's a belief that my parents gave me when I was younger that you can do anything. And then when I got a little older, I, I learned that everything in life, even the stuff that stinks, can become an amazing resource and that our setbacks are actually setups for success. And so anymore, I've transitioned even the biggest problems to have a new meaning. Even if I get a speeding ticket, even if I get hurt, even if I get sick, even if someone I love passes away, I'm not happy for the speeding ticket or the loss at any, by any stretch, but I do believe that there is a gift behind it. Uh, and I'll give you one more story just about that. Personally, my wife and I, a few years ago, were trying to get pregnant. And for a year, we tried naturally to get pregnant and it didn't happen. And it was odd because uh, it seemed like all of when we went to the doctors, it seemed like all of the plumbing was working and we should be getting pregnant. And then we uh, got more aggressive with modern science and we said, let's do some in vitro. Let's try to get pregnant. And we were so positive that I posted pictures on Facebook of us going through the process <laughs> and video. I even on the day that we extracted the eggs from my wife, I, t I took, we took pictures and video or maybe we did a Facebook live. I don't recall at the time. I don't think they had that then, but, um, uh, a pic I held uh, chicken eggs up right near my wife's oh tummy my with gosh. it like, and posted that <laughs> online like, whoa. And then on the day they went to put the eggs back in that had fertilized, um, I called it eggplant day. And I showed pictures <laughs> of eggplants and we put two eggs in. I'm like, it's eggplant day. And then we didn't get pregnant. And that was very, very emotional for both of us. And at the time, my wife and I had had some successes and our professional uh, business we were running at the time, but we needed to change. I mean, the world changes and our personalities change and the needs of what we want to change. And we had to transition our business and transform what we were doing. And we had all this personal thing. We were trying to get pregnant and uh, we weren't getting pregnant and we were very disappointed. And now we made a public display of our failure. Uh, <laughs> You know, we, my, my wife that year, so at any rate, she decided to stop trying all the modern science, like a lot of the drugs that they had to put in you to stimulate fertility and things like that. She said, let me stop. She went on a spiritual retreat in Peru and we paused for uh, two years. She, the, for, she took a year to try to get her body healthy and to do a lot more meditation and a lot of things. And we didn't get pregnant again. Now I'm going to share this with your, with you and your audience that year that we didn't get pregnant since we were transitioning our business, my wife's practice, her business as a financial planner, she was transitioning into a coaching consulting business. She made $500. And this is not long ago. This is in 2014. 
So in 2014, we were trying to get pregnant, tried, failed with in vitro, and made $500. And there's a lot of things going on that were distractions from what, what helped contribute to that. In 2015, while we were still not pregnant, my wife started generating um, some income. She made, uh, I think it was like $150,000 in her coaching practice. In 2016, she made $500,000 in her coaching practice. So that was a thousand time increase. And we were not happy that we had not been pregnant, but my wife just shared because we, like I said, we had this event this last weekend. We, there wasn't a, a dry eye in the room, maybe had 30 to 50 people that are some of our clients who are helping uh, that want to transition their business, that want to take it to the next level. And we're teaching them sales and influence strategies to help them. And my wife's thousand percent increase in her business in a couple of years has nothing, doesn't even hold a candle to the pride she has for the women she's helped in that time frame. And she said that she never knew the blessings that would come from having wanted something so bad and not getting it. Mm. So we didn't get our wish, but my wife got a, a greater gift. And she announced yesterday that we're now eight weeks pregnant. Oh my goodness. Wow. That's a wonderful story. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. I put out some really powerful healing, loving energy and well wishes and blessings your way. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, that's a beautiful story. That's a beautiful, beautiful story. Well, you know, let's move right in then because you talked about helping these extraordinary women and businesses, helping them take their business to the next level. Now, let me ask you, what does that actually translate to when you say take the businesses to the next level? We hear that a lot, but in your in terms of your programs, your process, your insights, what, do, what might that look like for some business owners? Okay. Transformation is really, I think, what a core word can be for someone. So the, I like the take it to the next level because it always suggests there is another level. And the truth is it's so unique for every human being. And I know that that's the challenge. I think even before we began the recording today, you had said uh, – I want something specific and practical that everybody can apply. But in answer to the question of what's the next level, here's what it is, is it is unique to every single human. And I actually have never met a business. I've met a lot of business owners. I've met <laughs> a lot of people who work in businesses, but I haven't met them. And I know the government calls them an entity, but I just, I haven't ever shook and shaken hands with a business before. So instead they're people. And we get to grow. You're either growing or you're dying. So the question is, as you look in the mirror when you're brushing your teeth, what's the next level for you? I mean, I don't care if it is your relationship or your personal or professional or whatever. It's just what is it for you? And I have clients that are just getting started. They're not sure what they want to go do. The next level for them is getting clarity. Like what is it? What business do I want to be in? Do I want to be in business for myself? Might be uh, even a, a, a certain level for some people are like, gosh, I don't know. Do I want to leave the job? And their next level is deciding I am going to. And that's a trans, that's a huge thing. So to talk to them about LinkedIn and Twitter marketing, <laughs> it might be somebody else's next level of, you know, I really need to figure out how to get uh, to our Twitter marketing up. That might be the next level for someone. But that's not in the right timing for the person who's trying to decide, what business am I going to be in? What am I going to sell? What am I going to do? How am I going to help people? So it truly is different. And I have a client of mine, a friend of mine, who uh, is a $100 million company, and he first hired me. And his goal, when he first hired me, he said, Trevor, I want to be a billion-dollar company. So that's his next level. And I'm reading a book right now about Elon Musk. I mean, his next level is to put people on Mars. So the thing about the next level, it is unique to everyone. And so what does that fundamentally mean, though, for my business or my wife's business? And my wife primarily works with female entrepreneurs. And that I work with coaches, authors, speakers, cons excuse me, consultants. And my specialty is in helping them craft 
their messaging. And I know this is something that you're really good at as far as the deeper meaning of their message. My job is to figure out how to improve messaging and communication because that's all marketing and sales is, by the way. Some people don't like marketing. Oh, they're scared of it. I don't know what does that mean. It's, it's, it's communication with others and you can use, there's only so many forms of communication there. You can listen to it like everybody is today. That's one form of communication. There's visual communication. So your icon is like a Facebook icon. That's part, that's communication. That's marketing. That's branding. And that's all it is, is it's just communication. People are freaked out about sales as well. Oh gosh, used car salesman. Ooh, I get icky. I don't know if I can sell that. I feel uncomfortable. All that garbly gook. So what I help people do is, is better communicate the results they deliver and the problems they solve. This is really key. So anybody who wants some real, genuine, practical advice today, you might want to write this down because this is golden stuff right here. When you're doing marketing and sales and you're – and don't get freaked out by that. Let's you turn, you turn it into another term communicating with other people, <laughs> which could be, that's a big word for some people. So let's say talking to other people. If you talk to other humans and you, you write to other humans and maybe you do a video for other humans, those are some, some, some things that we all can do. Uh, and we can use technology today for free for all of that and connect with millions of people on the planet. So we're in the most unique time in history for people to make the transition. Then what we need to do is figure out what do you say? And an old school marketing and sales was, hey, guys, buy my stuff. Look how cool I am. Look at all my stuff. And it's so great. And look, it's, it's big and it's colorful and it's awesome and it's faster and it's easier and yada, yada, and you should buy it. <laughs> but we are blind and deaf to that anymore. And we all as consumers, even my daughter, who, by the way, is now 10 years old, and a nine-time number one best-selling author, international best-selling author, by the way. Nice. If I, if I get a chance to plug my family, I'm going to. So, <laughs> uh, But it, she, when she was first online looking to hire someone as a designer for one of her books, uh, she wrote her first book called The Ninja Kitties, The Three Ninja Kitties, when she was seven years old. And she didn't want to do the art herself, so she went on Fiverr. If everybody doesn't know that site, it's Fiverr. For five bucks, people will do all kinds of cool stuff for you. And she was looking for someone, and she could read the reviews. And she said, I want to hire a girl. So she found a girl, and she didn't want to hire that girl because she didn't have many positive reviews. She wanted to hire this other girl that had a lot of positive reviews. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's communication. It's marketing. My daughter understood. She was seven at the time, and she used her money to hire somebody to, to, uh, to do the job. But here's also the message of that communication. That person did the job for five bucks and then sent my daughter a message saying, here it is. My daughter loved the, the picture and said, uh, but it's going to cost you $45 because you want to use it in your book. And my daughter fired her because <laughs> that's not the original agreement that we had come up with. And so my daughter said, I don't want to work with her anymore. I'll do it myself. So my daughter designed all the pictures for her first, all the drawings in her first book, an 80-page book called The Three Ninja Kitties. And if you want, I'll give it as a gift to everybody else for free. You can download the book and uh, get that. But on the next level question, and what I told you all to pull out your pen and write down, your communication is what I help you improve, and this will take you to the next level. So what you need to know is, who are you talking to? This is, I'm a, I'm a simple caveman guy when it comes down to some of these systems. Who is your ideal client? Who are you talking to? Don't talk to the masses. I talk to everybody. I can help everybody with this widget or this service that you're basically telling the world I talk to no one. So be specific because there's a big difference between my 10-year-old daughter and my 72-year-old uh, father-in-law. And then my wife is 40 and I'm 45 and, you know, you're your age and there's men and women and big and small and tall in different countries. Hey, target your message. Decide who is going to be the best client. Who do you want to serve? Who do you want to help? And then the second question is, what is it that you do? What business do you do? On one of my podcasts uh, called Race to Seven Figures, I interview millionaires and I ask them the question, if you had to start over from scratch, how would you do it? 
one of the best simplistic answers I got, so this will help everybody again, and this is completely in line with this, is he said, the first thing I do is decide what business I'm going to be in, which is what I'm asking you to do right now. What is it that you do or help or serve? You know, what is it? What is, what is this about? Right. He says that he said, number one, I decide what business I'm going to be in. And then the second thing I would do, and this is awesome for everybody, is that I would pick up the phone and make sales. I would, I would go call someone and he actually wouldn't be making sales. That's, that's, that's not accurate. We have a whole system. He and I have actually partnered together on a project that we help entrepreneurs with called one hour a day to six figures. And the first thing is, is call your mom, (laughs) call your mom and you call your mom and I'll give everybody the advice right now. You call your mom and you're like, what do you mean? Call my mom. And you're like, you call your mom and you tell her mom, you know, do you have 10 minutes? I want to talk to you about something. And then you talk to your mom and you make a bigger list than just your mom, but it's a good example because that's where you start. <laughs> and you call your mom and you say, mom, and everybody can start a business like this, by the way. You decide what you want to be in. You call your mom or someone like your mom, your friend maybe, and you say, hey, I have 10 minutes. And you make it a 10-minute call only because you don't want to get lost talking about all kinds of kooky things that you might talk with this person. <laughs> you do 10 minutes and you say, mom, I want, if I, thanks for taking this call, I wanted to talk to you about something. I'm really excited about it. My big goals. I want to find out about your goals. I'm giving you guys a system here. This is a systematic communication to have everybody take your life and your business to the next level. You get excited about what you want. You call another human and you tell them about it and you say, I'm excited about blank. And I want to know what you're excited about. And then there's a, so I'm giving you kind of the chunks here is you tell them you're going to go over your big goal, their big goal. What's holding them back or stopping them? I'm giving you the system right now. What is their big, your big goal, their big goal, what's holding them back or stopping them? And then you give them some quick advice. Maybe they want to work with you. If it's your mom, she's probably not your (laughs) ideal client. So instead you go ahead and you give your mom some great advice. She says, mom, I'm starting this new business, you know, and I'm going to start this new business and it's going to be about marshmallows. Oh my God. I'm so excited about marshmallows. They're amazing. They're delicious. And I'm going to make new colors of marshmallows like peppermint and all these, I don't know, whatever. I'm making something (laughs) up. Right. And she's like, really? And you go, yes, mom, what are you? What's your big goal? And she goes, gosh, I haven't really thought about it. I think I'd like to lose about 10 pounds. (gasps) Mom, that's awesome. What's slowing you down or stopping you? You look great with 10 pounds off you. Not that you don't look beautiful before. I love you as you are. I don't know. Say something nice to your mom. And then you say, oh, what's slowing you down or stopping you? And she's like, I just don't know how to do it. And you're like, well, you know what? Uh, maybe you could Google it. You could Google. Give her some advice. Make something really easy. Google. Maybe you should uh, eat less and move more. Maybe I don't know. Go to the gym. And she's like, Oh my gosh, I never thought of that. The the Google. I could do the Google. Yes, you could do the Google. And then you're like, Great. And she's like, Now out of reciprocity, she might say, Well, Trevor, how can I help you? And you're like, Well, I'm looking for people that like to eat marshmallows. <laughs> you know, who do you know? Who do you know is the script? Who do you know? Who do you know that might want some of this? Who do you know that might want Uber to come to their door? Who do you know? Who do you know that has this? Who do you know that you ask for a referral? You say, hey, and when my buddy first did this, his name is Steve. And like I said, he's made millions of dollars. And I interviewed him for this show. And then we created this system called One Hour a Day. Imagine that, to invest one hour a day to earn six figures or more. And this was one of the steps in that system. It's a course we have. We wrote a book about it now, uh, and you guys can look it up. I and mean, it's one hour day to six figures if you want to pick it up. And it, it gives you the whole system, give you this script as well. And uh, what we do when Steve first used this, he got this from his mentor. Uh, and his mentor told him to call his mom, and Steve was like, I'm not calling my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and his mentor said, If you want me to keep working with you, you'll call your mom. If not, then we're done. And he's like, all right, all right, all right, I'll call my mom. What do you want me to say? I just gave everybody the script. And when Steve first did this with his mom, his mom knew someone that she'd gone to college with. There would be a perfect referral for Steve. She actually gave him three referrals. Two of them became clients. One of them became his biggest client over the next five years nice. because he called his mom. And I'll be, break this down again. He said what he was excited about 
He said who he might want to work with and who do you know? That's basically what it is. But it was clarity of communication. And he said if he had to do it all over again and he just had a recent challenge a few years ago, we had to start over from scratch. And this is what he did. And he also has this process or this thing he teaches called one thing to win. Most oftentimes when I meet with business owners that that do come to me and they want help, they're all over the freaking place. They're spinning plates. They're, they're, it's like they're in the cockpit of an airplane, and you've seen probably your if everybody's either walked by an airplane or you've seen a picture of an airplane online or you've watched a YouTube video, and if not, go watch airplane. <laughs> and you'll see all these dials in the front, and the pilots, and they're all and entrepreneurs are spinning them. They think they got to keep them all spinning, 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 spinning. And my job typically is to come in and stop the madness and find the one or maybe two dials that need their attention. And then you do that one thing to win, the money-making activity. Not the logo, not the website, not the color of this, not the whatever. You do one thing. You do the money-making activity. You do it with discipline. You do it consistently over time. You don't go to the gym once and say, woohoo, I am now Arnold Schwarzenegger. I have worked (laughs) out now. I don't need to go back. No, you go ahead and you keep going to the gym. That boy Arnold, he was in there, man. He did it again and he did it again. And then when he was tired, he still went back. And then he went back to the gym, even though he didn't want to. I'm assuming. And then pretty soon they're Hans and Franz and they're like, or you will be Hans and Franz. And you'll be like, we are here to pump you up. So you are consistent with this one thing because it takes time to build the muscle and the habit and people start off and they go, but it's uncomfortable. I don't like saying that. I don't like doing that. I don't feel good. I would rather go back and eat my ice cream and go eat ice cream and work somebody else's dream because they need, we need, the world needs bus drivers too. Wow. Wow. Well, I mean, if no one was awake before this podcast, they certainly are now, Trevor. (laughs) I want to transition right into um, having you share specifically some of your programs, because I know you have tons and tons of uh, opportunities available for business owners. Can you share a little bit about some of your programs that would be beneficial to our audience? Thank you for asking. It's like we set that up or something. <laughs> so, uh, so here's the thing. I think we're in a world where people, people don't like to be sold typically, you know, however, we all like to buy ladies. Can I get a show of hands? Mm-hmm. How many of you think uh, buying is kind of a cool thing? So what we need to do is figure out how to better communicate value. So people want our stuff. And when women go shopping and uh, men go shopping too, by the way, I think <laughs> we like to buy things that are a good deal and things that we want. And then we're like, when we're really, really excited about something, we're like, Ooh, that new iPhone is going to be awesome. Or the Android, or I'm can't wait to get those new shoes. Oh my gosh. And they're on sale. It seems irresistible. And I better go get it on Thursday because the sales <laughs> over on Friday. There's a reason to go by now. So, uh, what I would share with everybody today is that uh, in those situations, the value's already there. You already know Apple. You know the shoes. You see them, and they're like, oh, my God, they're just delicious. Look at that red bottom on there. I will look excellent. (laughs) And so then they slam that big old foot into this tiny little shoe and somehow walk around on stilts. I don't know how you guys do it, but it's amazing. But uh, hold on. What were you asking? My programs. (laughs) I do not sell shoes. So uh, here's what I like to do is I like to build goodwill. I think all marketing and all sales should be a conversation where you add a significant amount of value so you build trust and respect and rapport with someone. And then if they if they get some value from that, they're like, mm, mm, oh, gosh, that's delicious. Could I have another? You know, and they want more. And then you can go ahead and, oh, gosh, I've got so much stuff to buy, guys. You should just, I mean, give me all your money and it'll make you happy. <laughs> but uh, right now, I'll just give you some things for free. And so I mentioned my daughter's book. Let's start with her. Uh, her first book is called The Three Ninja Kitties. And you can go look that up on Amazon and buy it, or you can go to this website and get it for free. Go to superkidsbooks.com forward slash free book. Really confused, really complex here. <laughs> superkidsbooks.com. 
two S's, kidsbooks.com forward slash free book. You can get my daughter's free book and you can see the movie she made when she was eight years old. And we turned that into a book called Kitty Wars. And you can look into that and see the movie as well. Very cute. And my daughter and I now have a business behind her books that helps people become children's book authors. And my daughter has a mission. First it was 100 and now it's 1,000. She wants to help 1,000 people, 1,000 kids become kids' book authors because she thinks kids are the most creative people on the planet. And so I you can go agree. get that. I would agree. That's great. Uh, that's, and we have a publishing company for kids' books, and it's called Super Kids Books. And then the second thing, I'm really passionate today about books and helping entrepreneurs and business owners leverage books into their business. And books have been around for quite a while. I mean, you guys might have heard of this book that people like. It's, I think it's called The Bible, and people, people think that's kind of a good book. And uh, <laughs> when, when, when we position ourselves as business owners, or let's say you work for somebody and or you have a business with a partner, or you work for somebody else. See, we are, we're in a world of personal branding. You know, and whether you're the donut guy or gal who brings donuts every day, you're the guy that either lifts them up and gives energy, or you're sucking it out of the room. I don't, I don't know who you are, but you have, a, you have a brand that you're building. And the key thing here is your message matters. And Molly, I know this is one of the things you believe in, and I know this is where you help people really get to the deeper meaning of their message, my passion is in helping people put that into a book. And I have a program that takes people from blank page to bestseller in 90 days or less. And to help you guys, you can get my two new books for free. And one of them is called How to Write the Right Book Fast. So how to write the right book fast. And the other one is about how to make money with your book. And it is called Big Money with Your Book without selling a single copy. Because I believe it's not the Three Ninja Kitty book that will help my daughter make a whole bunch of money and grow her business. But it's the business behind it. And in this case, I already told you what it was. We have a publishing company. And my daughter and I teach kids how to become authors and the parents to support them as well. And that course and that program and the publishing company is the real business. All of the rest of it is goodwill marketing. Go see her movie. I get to talk about cool, fun stuff that doesn't sound salesy. And if it builds value with you, you're like, wow, maybe I want my child to write a kid's book, or I've thought of an idea and I want to get it done. And so my business is behind the book. That's why it's big money with your book without selling a single copy. And the truth is, I believe your message matters. And I'm not talking to Mali right now. I'm talking to every person on this podcast. Your message matters. And you should have a book out there. And you should figure out how to write the right book and if you go to trevorcrane.biz, B-I-Z, trevorcrane.biz, I'll give you my two books for free. You can download them for free. If you think they're awesome, I'll send you a link to the Amazon link, and you can download them and then leave me an amazing review. If you think they stink, then you can just send me a private email <laughs> and say, I think your books suck. Uh, and then – uh, I give away a couple of free cool things in there, but you can get those and I'll send you a physical copy of the book for the first uh, hundred reviews that I get on Amazon. I'm sending out physical copies of the book. My cost, this isn't like a, I will send it to you. You just have to give me your address and I'll send you the book. And these are two books that are my gift to you. And my little, my little ninja secret plan, shh, don't tell me, is I want to help you. I want to help you with your book. I want to help you get a book out there. If you don't think if you think you need more expertise, you're wrong. If you think you need – I, I love you, but you're still wrong. <laughs> I, I, if you think that you're not ready yet, I've got all these things going on right now. Look, my first mentor in books waited until he, felt, until he had cancer, and he was laying in bed going through chemo with all of his hair falling out, vomiting into a bucket every day, not thinking he's ever going to get out. And he had one regret and it said he, and he looked at his wife and he looked at his son and he thought, I didn't write a book. I have not, I'm not leaving the legacy I want to leave behind. And why didn't I? And in that one hour a day of lucidity, when he wasn't so sick that he couldn't think, he pulled out his phone, his iPhone, and he told a story into his iPhone that he turned into a book that ended up making him seven figures plus he had a full recovery 
And he's written several books since then, and he's helped a lot of people. He's one of the, my mentors in my publishing company. And, you know, when I heard that story, the, the last 20 years of my life that I had not published books, I was just disgusted with myself, that all of my excuses were too much, that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't smart enough, that I don't know how. And I let all these, I was too busy. I, w- I was too, say, I didn't understand all this BS. And now you had started off introducing me today that, that I have nine best-selling, or excuse me, 10 best-selling books. And I've given some of them to you today as gifts, but your message matters. You should start this process and get it done. But I do, I'm not advising everybody to get inspired right now and pull out your journal and start writing books tonight. That's not, that's not what I'm advising. If you were to build your dream house, you wouldn't be like, that's it. I'm inspired. I'm going to go outside and I've got a hammer. I'm going to go find some nails. That's it. I'm finding some nails and you pick up, I'm go down to Home Depot and you can buy yourself some two by fours and then go out into the back. And if you, I don't I need to design, hold on, grab a cocktail napkin, write this down. And you start designing your house, nailing boards together. No, that, I mean, you might be building a dog house that way. You could go, I'm going to go watch a YouTube video. <laughs> yeah. Not to build your dream house, a doll house, maybe. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're to build your dream house, then there's an architect that actually designs the blueprint. And then there is a general contractor that hires the team of people that are going to pour the concrete and uh, build the walls and put in the plumbing and do the electrical and, and paint the walls and hang the ceiling and put the granite countertops in. And too often, business owners get all caught up with willy-nilly bright and shiny things, and they don't have the foundation of a business. They don't have a foundation. They don't have walls up. They don't have doors. And they're analyzing the backsplash of the granite countertop in their house thinking, oh, my gosh, I just think it should be a little bit more bright. And they're wondering why they don't have any time and why they're not getting business yet and why because they're analyzing the wrong things. And that's in business and in books. And I love books because it crystallizes your message. And more than anything, it builds belief, your belief in your stuff, whatever your stuff is. And if you're not good at your subject yet, you're like, but I really want to be this and that. And I'm not awesome yet. I'm just going through the course. Then interview the most awesome people on the planet or the best people you know and call them up. There's this beautiful video that Steve Jobs did years ago, and he said he had never found that he, he, he would call his mentors. When he was young, he called someone. He looked this up on, on YouTube. You can find Steve Jobs talking about this. And he, he said I, I, when he was a teenager, he called up the most successful guy in Silicon Valley, and he said, hi, I'm Steve Jobs. I'm 12 years old, and I'm really into computers. Do you have any spare parts? Cause I want to build a dually wag. I don't know what he built at that thing, <laughs> but he wanted to be, and he said he has never found that a successful person that he's asked for help has told him no. That's great advice. That's great advice. Well, for our listeners, Trevor, who want to reach out to you, a successful mentor, so you don't say no to them, how can they reach you? <laughs> I've got some really complex domain names for you. So check it out. Okay, get ready to write this down. TrevorCrane.com. Woo! And uh, for your listeners, actually, uh, if you'd like to do, uh, even if, if you have somebody, if anybody wants to write a book or you really want to just have uh, maybe a private session, I'll give this as a gift to your listeners. And Thank uh, you. as long as my calendar is open, then, then you can book this, but this is not going to be available to everyone and not for a long time. And I do get extremely busy when we finish today's podcast, I'm going to jump off to my next thing, but I'll give you some of my most precious gift in the world. And that's my time. And I think yours is the most precious thing as well. I'm not taking it lightly, but if you'd like to speak with me personally about a book or about what it's going to take to get you to the next level, go to trevorcrane.com forward slash 15, just the number one five. And I'll do a quick 15 minute call with you. And I'll talk to you about how you can get your book done fast or, or, or leverage your business. Or we can just talk about the marshmallows or whatever you want to talk about for that 15 minutes. Please don't waste my time though. I respect your audience that they won't do that. If you have something specific you want some help with, then we can nail it out. Uh, I, I typically don't just like to shoot the baloney. <laughs> uh, so I, you know, but I respect that you have intelligent, amazing listeners that might, the, some of them 
might want some real genuine assistance or advice. And then if I'm not your guy, I can point you in the right direction. That's fantastic, Trevor. I really appreciate that. And I'm sure my audience is also grateful for that. Um, You know, entrepreneurship, business ownership is uh, a unique experience to be had. It's not for everybody, but for those who really want it and desire to live a life by design, I think you would be that 15 minutes would make a tremendous um, impact on their lives. So I appreciate you offering that to our listeners. And I really appreciate your time. I know that you're schedule is like a whirlwind these days and uh, really taking the time to be with us. Um, it's really special. So thank you so much. Thank you. My honor to be here and help and serve. And it is my life's mission. So for those of you who do want help, it's a very abundant, intelligent, courageous thing. I was talking with one of my friends and uh, as a person who works in my business right now, and they were saying the other day, uh, they were, they're going through a personal challenge right now. And, and she said that she was crying and I said, how often do you cry? And she said, you'd be surprised. And this broke my heart because it's someone that I love. And she said, and I, she goes, yeah, I, I cry in the shower. And that just, again, like I almost, I lost it. Like I, I, I will cry at Disney movies. So if anybody tells me <laughs> something genuinely, I mean, I cry big time, you know, for all the, I, so but and she and she then followed that statement up with it. Would, I, I'm pathetic, and other things that were not nice things that she was saying about herself. And I, you've seen my energy shift on today's yes. call. Like I go from being quiet to like barking and yelling like a drill instructor. And I jumped on her and I said, "You're a dumbass." I'm like, "Are you <laughs> kidding me?" You know, that is ridiculous. I, I, she was expected sympathy and I freaking jumped all over. And I said, that is not pathetic. The only thing that's pathetic is that you think it is. And see, people are way confused, women and men in today's world. They think that vulnerability is, is weakness. They think that transparency and authenticity, they think they need to, are things that need to be avoided. They're like, don't want people to see the real picture. They post their pretty ness and funness on Instagram and then they go to sleep sad and the, the, the opposite is true. Yeah, that's cute. I want to see you smiling, doing these cool things on, on Instagram. Send me, send me the Instagram. I think it'll be amazing. Mm-hmm. But people don't recognize that true courage and true power. And we are in a world where authenticity, vulnerability, and transparency trumps all and your greatest fears and darkest secrets and skeletons in your closet are actually your greatest strengths and assets and resources. And we don't know it. And we think we need to hide it. And don't let anybody know. And the truth is asking for help, acknowledging who you are and where you are and what you want exactly as you are, not bigger than you are, not better than you are, not anything else, but saying, hmm, there's something more I want. And is there anybody out there? That they could help me. And see, I have this thing I call too many ladders. And people sometimes as entrepreneurs, they get started in something and they climb up a ladder. And they're at the first, they're cool with it. They're on the first couple of rungs of the ladder and they're climbing on up and they're like, hey, this feels nice. I'm, and they, they've done it before and they're like, this feels comfortable. And they climb up a certain point on the ladder and then, whoa, and it gets a little higher. They're like, oh gosh, is anybody holding the ladder down there? I'm a little scared. And then they look up and they can't see what they were climbing towards. They're like, eh, I don't see the goal. And the truth is, is what you want is in the clouds and what they'll do. And it's beyond the clouds. They're like, and they they're scared. And then it's cold up there and it's windy and rickety. And they're like, you know what? And they look over and they see another ladder and they think maybe I'm better off over there. And so then they climb down a few rungs, they jump down, they go over to the other ladder and they're like, oh, this is great. This feels awesome. And they get started again. They're like, aha, I'm on solid ground. And they climb up the first rungs. But before long, they find themselves about the same place on the ladder again. And true success is just beyond the clouds. And they look over and they're like, man, I may probably never should have gotten off that other ladder. Uh-oh. And there's too many ladders and they're constantly up and down this ladder. But what they don't know is that there's angels up in the, in the clouds and they're reaching down. They're your mentors. They're the people that have been there before. They can help you and they're reaching down and you can't see them. You just got to climb into the, you climb into the clouds and they're there to hold your hand and take you to the next level. And it's not as hard as you think. And then you finally make it to the promised land, which is up in the clouds where you think it's going to be heaven. And then you look around and there's a lot more ladders and now you get to choose because you have the business that you're in. And then you have the business that you 
are becoming or the business that you need to be in, the next transition and transformation. And there's another ladder and there's another level and there's always another level and there's people out there that can help you. And many people think you need to do it alone. The book example and the building your dream house example is a really nice one. And people will miss it. They'll still go out and start journaling. I'm writing my book. I did this for years. And they didn't. You need a team. You need help. The first person I recommend you find is a mentor that doesn't just have amazing results, but that has created the results for clients. And you like the results that their clients and team have. And then find them, hire them, pay for them, go walk through fire to work with them and ask for their help. Whoever you help, find somebody to help you, whatever it is that you want, and go get some, and then take your life and your business to the next level. And remember to wear a smile on your face every day with, we're focused on the question, what is the gift in this? You know, if you take a diamond and you put it in a, and it accidentally falls into a pile of <clears throat> cow poop, <laughs> you know, and, and it like sinks down, you're like, oh man, you know, uh, you know, it's, there's still a diamond in it. Your job is to find it. And I guess if you don't want to deal with cow poop, you can just quit and walk past all the diamonds because every success, all true successes that you're going to be proud of, take you through the swamp. At one stage, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. And if you don't know why you really want it, you're not going to be willing to pay the price to get it. So stay the course, find a mentor, get some help, and then you'll win. And I'm done. No, that's beautiful, Trevor. I was going to ask you for your final thoughts and advice, and you just shared that. So it was powerful. It's definitely uh, practical and pragmatic and still up in the clouds, uh, ethereal and vision-based. So that's what we're all about. You know, you got to have that big vision, but you got to go do the work. So thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you. We'd love to have you back on the podcast at some point because you're so dynamic, and I know my audience will love you. And uh, so definitely check Trevor out at trevorcrane.com. And for all you listeners out there, thank you so much again for always tuning in and being loyal and supporting us here at the SOAR Community Network. And we will speak to you very, very soon. Take care, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of SOAR Podcast. Join us by visiting soarcommunitynetwork.com.